You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We wanted you to take this moment right now to hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already, so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. And also, don't forget to leave us that rating, to leave us that review that helps put our podcast in front of more and more people eddie how are you feeling today always feeling great always feeling excited it's that time of year in the summer where it's like a halfway point of the summer but because of all the back to school signs and stuff that you start seeing pop up it just makes it feel like oh man it's about to end we gotta hurry up and let's enjoy it the best that we can um so that's what i'm like dealing with at the moment and then you know that's when you start buying school supplies and getting everything ready buying backpacks and all of that uh, for your kids uh so it's like weird because like you still want to enjoy the summer but you are preparing for the fall and what the school year brings yeah i mean i know you uh obviously you went to school and you also worked right at at school before yeah yeah. so i don't know like but for me around the end of july beginning of august i start feeling like (laughs) it's back to school season yeah you know what i mean like my body knows like i start waking up at the time i have to wake up for work at school like it's just so weird i can't explain it but it's like my body just automatically knows you know, school is approaching, back to work, you know, back to that grind. And, you know, like you said, just uh, all the school shopping and all of that, um, you know, getting your your desk together, your classroom together. You know, last year was definitely uh, crazy. You yeah. know, us teachers, we didn't have just one room, at least where mm-hmm. I worked. We went to several different rooms throughout the day. Yeah. So it was just different in preparing. You know, you didn't have to prepare your classroom, yeah, you know, because true. you weren't in it. Uh, this year, I believe that it's looking like we will be in our room. That's so, good. you know, back to kind of, you know, prepping the classroom and everything like that. But definitely, you know, trying to enjoy these few weeks left i mean in my mind it's a few weeks but we really have till the end of summer like two months because doesn't oh well, yeah, the season start, the right, summer as season because yeah. even in september it mm-hmm. is you know we have nice days yes you know beginning yeah, yeah. of september uh but i definitely am that person that once you know back to work starts approaching or like the end of a vacation i'm already thinking like you know mm. It's over, you know, it's done, <laughs> but uh, definitely we, uh, you know, have to enjoy these uh, few weeks that we have, you know, approaching. Yeah. You know, I just personally came back from Virginia Beach, so that was very cool. You know, some time off and away. Um, I had went to Ocean City last, uh, two years ago, mm. so it's very similar to Ocean City, Maryland. It's like this huge boardwalk and all these stores and restaurants. Um, the weather was really nice. Good, you know, yeah. it just rained like one day, but it was very hot. Uh, the beach was nice and, you know, it was definitely just a nice experience to get away and, um, you know, just recharge and mm-hmm. refocus and all of those things and, uh, you know, plan for the future. Yeah, you basically, know. you know, it's always one of those things where you come back from vacation and it's kind of like, 
Oh, that was fun. Oh, snap. I got to go do 400 things now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just weird because, I mean, I was only gone for seven days, but by like the sixth or seventh day, like the last day, I was already feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, like I need a routine. That's yeah. the thing. I'm very routine oriented. So like, you know, I already know like my work schedule, tutoring schedule, all these different things that I do, mm-hmm. I have it scheduled. And sometimes when you're on vacation and there's really no schedule like that, yeah. right? You kind of wake up when you want to, or you go here, you go there. It's not really so scheduled and rigid and all of that it's just a little weird you know Mm -hmm. but i definitely you know enjoy the time off and you know uh i think it's very important for people to just you know even if you can't you know go away far we've talked about this so many times you know take some days off for yourself do things with your family um even at home there's so many different creative ways uh to just rest and have that uh time to recharge and regroup uh but you know just a few days ago as you were getting ready for uh the podcast and recording and talking about everything um i sent you this post that i had seen quite a few people uh put up yes, right and share yeah. on their stories and it's uh by um an individual named paul scanlon and he's you know that's his instagram and he's from the uk and he put this post up um and the first post right says the church isn't god don't confuse the two mm-hmm. and he goes on to say second generation church kids meet the church before they meet jesus then they grow up confused between the two and he kind of goes on which we'll kind of go through the yeah. rest of the post as we uh, have this conversation but you know it's interesting because i saw a lot of the individuals posting this it ranged both from people who were uh you know leaders in the church world and christian you know world as far as you know kind of uh well-known individuals yep. certain, you know artists and you know christian artists like that were reposting it and you know i also saw just you know regular you know folks just posting it as well and mm-hmm. you know Posts like this, it's something, you know, and he kind of did explain and and go on to give some of his thoughts and opinions on it. But, you know, it's a lot to unpack, you know, when when you make statements like this. Right. Um, I absolutely agree with what he says, that the church isn't God and not to confuse the two. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we see this often where people will go through bad experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, at a church. And then that's kind of their view and perception of God. Right. Which I think, you know, for the most part, a lot of people know. Right the difference in a way, right? Um, where we know that God is is faithful, God is loving, God doesn't make mistakes or errors and all those things, but people do, right? Um, well, I think in reference to what you're ahead. saying, I think that um, a lot of people may know the nuances of that statement of understanding the differences between a church and God and all that other things, but it really comes to... Um, it really comes to play when they have a bad experience. Yeah. When they have a bad experience is what really brings to light whether or not they understand that concept. Because it isn't until you have a bad experience, whether it's with a person or the leadership or whatever, that you're put in a position where it's like, okay, did I get hurt by the people at the church or did I get hurt by God? And a lot of times people put the blame on God. Um, and you know, no matter right now, they could be saying, no, I get you. I get you. I get you. But they have a bad experience. Um, and then they'll place the blame on God, leave church and do, you know, go on the whole, uh, bashing tour (laughs) of, you know, of the faith and all that other stuff, because they really did not understand that statement or that stand that you need to take when you have, um, bad experiences on his third slide. Um, he says they then have a crisis. So he's speaking about our children 
or the second generation church kids. Um, he says they then have a crisis of faith in their teens and quit the church because the church is far harder to love and serve than Jesus is. So I had I had made a when I read that I was like, mm, I can. I, yeah, I think that's about right. I can see there being truth in that. And you had a different reaction. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say, I agree with the statement. I agree with the fact that, you know, uh, kids in their teens or, you know, as you grow older, um, decide they don't want any part of the church because, you know, of whatever. But I, I just my whole thing with this conversation when it comes with the church and all of that is. I feel like oftentimes this becomes the crutch or the excuse as mm -hmm. to why it's unnecessary, right? Uh, as unnecessary to, to, to attend church, to, attend to church. go to a church, you yeah. know? Uh, there's like that phrase, bedside Baptist. Like I mm -hmm. watch church online, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, and I think that statements like this and, you know, when it's kind of this is the focus, right? It, it kind of... Uh, you're able to use that excuse in a way it gives people the ability to say you see and that's why you know and church uh like he goes on later to say like things that the church did not do right the church didn't die for you the church didn't this right and he kind of goes on um in saying that and yes i think there are individuals who have experienced horrible things in church right and who uh have experienced maybe rules that were put in place and things that kind of scarred them or you know everyone has crazy stories the same way there are individuals who have crazy stories at their jobs right and the way they yeah. were fired or the way they were treated and all of that it doesn't mean you're not going to work again mm -hmm. you know but for some reason when it comes to this conversation with the church it's almost like that church hurt is that excuse that you know enables you to be able to say i'm staying home you know um so that's why i said that i definitely agree with the statement that there are certain individuals who you know will find it harder uh to serve jesus you mm -hmm. know in a way because of their experience at church or that hurt um i just want us to be careful not to put this as the excuse as yeah. to why we don't uh you know go to church or think it's important i mean i think it also goes you know that's why when it comes to like text um that's why they always say like if you have to speak to somebody about something don't text message it talk yeah. to them if you can't do it in person uh because uh perception or point of view or understanding can be a little different you know when i read that statement to me what it does or what i would hope that the intention behind it is is to bring clarity to those that have taken the stance that they use their church hurt as an excuse to leave God and don't go back to church when, you know, in reality, it's like th th it's yeah, it's harder to love God, you know, and they quit church and all this stuff or whatever. But the reality is that I think that a lot of that also plays with the fact that as an individual, you did not establish a real and true relationship with the Lord. Because once you're able, I think that, you know, that brings into the conversation the idea of are we as parents and are we as leaders really working and pushing and guiding our young kids or our young youth? to understanding how to develop a true relationship with Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's, I, that's I, the core of it, really. Right. Because when you do have that, then it'll be a lot more difficult for you to experience a bad situation and be like, deuces, I'm out. It'll also be a lot more difficult for you to lose focus. You yeah. know, it's very easy for you to lose focus when your focus is on the people, when your focus right. is on the four walls of the church. And that was the other point I was going to bring up, the fact that, you know, we say, like we read this statement and we know when we say quit the church because the church is far harder to love mm -hmm. and serve than Jesus is, it's really talking about people. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because people are hard to love at yes. times and hard to serve. You know what I mean? It can yep. be ungrateful and yep. all of those things. Um, Selfish, hard headed, right. complicated, troublemakers, all, all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's so true. And you know what? We experience that in the church. Yes. But people experience that in their jobs. Yes. You know do. what I mean? And in their family. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, that's to me where I. I have a lot, I can say probably, I have a lot of the thoughts and ideas that these individuals have when it comes to the church mm-hmm. and church hurt, you mm-hmm. know, it exists. There are yes. things and rules and, uh, you know, institutions that have been, you know, established that haven't been, you know, completely fair yeah. or have done things the right way mm-hmm. or correctly and all of those things. Like, I, I understand that. Um, but I still believe that the church is very important. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And um, I think that in this time, you know, again, it's so easy. And I think after COVID and during COVID, it mm. made this even better for people and more comfortable with being, you know, at home mm. for church. Um, like I know of certain individuals who flat out said they haven't been to church since, you know, February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And their church is open, but they're just watching it online. Mm-hmm. And they feel that it's enough for them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like their church experience. And to me, you know, again, I think for the time that everything was happening, yeah. maybe that, that was great that churches were able to do that, mm-hmm. but there's, that can't replace you actually physically going, yeah. you know, um, to the church. Yeah. And again, Fellowship. yeah. And I just think again, this idea of church not being super important or necessary, or, you know, it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. um, is a narrative that's really being pushed. And I mm. think that a lot of young people are buying into that. Yeah. You know, they're buying into that whole um, idea that they don't need the church. Yes. You know, and that kind of leads us to a whole different conversation. Do you need to go to church to be saved? And, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, you know. Um, but in reality, like I heard someone say, you can't say because the church is called the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. They said you can't. It's like telling God, God, I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm all for you, but I don't like your wife. Yeah. You know, like imagine someone telling you that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they like you, they just have a problem with your wife, but like we are, we're cool. Like no, we can be cool. friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we have a problem. Like that actually happened like one time, you know, to my parents, it was just funny. And I remember like being small and again yeah. in the church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being small, listening to this, like I made sense of it. Like yeah. I was there, like, how can they say something like that and think like That's it's cool. going to be okay, yeah. you know? Uh, but it's that idea that, you know, it's not just... I have a relationship with God and Mm -hmm. that's it. You know, it's all of these things coming together to, you know, work together Mm -hmm. to ultimately what bring us to that final destination, which is to make it to heaven. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it it is, highly important to understand that God is looking for people that serve him in spirit and truth. What that also means is that you have a heart of service. So whether it is your service to the church, through fellowship, to being present, through being able to be part of a ministry, whether it's a ministry that's happening during the church services or ministry that happens outside of the church walls, you know, you have to be able to be amongst the people you have to be able to fellowship amongst the people you know the idea that oh i have a relationship with god i can just watch it on zoom or whatever online while i'm doing dishes or i'm doing this or whatever you know that's good enough is not because in reality if you really sit back to look at for those of you that enjoy your home services am i really giving god a hundred percent by doing that. Now, there's a difference between circumstance and necessity where they are, you know, everybody, a lot of people were having to view their services and stuff online, all that stuff or whatever. You know, that's different and that's understandable. On top of that, what people should have been doing was supplementing that with individual 
worship time, with individual prayer time, with, you know, coupling that together, because obviously watching a video of it is not enough or whatever. So then now do you find yourself being complacent and being satisfied with being in a place where, okay, that's good. I knocked that out for an hour. Now I have the rest of the day to, you know, go party, go to the beach, go do this, go do that. When what you're doing is that you're giving God a microwaved relationship of, I just want to check the box that I attended a service. So I did it online and it was quick. And there's people that have that problem with coming actually to the, to the actual services where they're not really engaging. They're really there to just check the box to be like, okay, I came, haha, you guys saw me deuces let me go do my thing or whatever you know and that's why i reiterate the fact that i think that it really comes down to relationship where once you have a relationship with god once you have a strong relationship with jesus you will definitely encounter horrible moments you will encounter difficult moments or moments where you find yourself in an unpleasant situation. But because of your relationship with God, you're able to maneuver those situations with wisdom and through love, which is totally different from if you don't have that to hold on to. Yeah. And I think, like you said, if you have that relationship with him, you will mm -hmm. understand the importance mm -hmm. of the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you will understand that it is flawed. You will understand that, you know, people will hurt you and all of those things, you know? So yes. again, I think you have to have that foundation and that grounding to know mm -hmm. who God is and to know how important, you know, that fellowship and the church actually is. Now, are there, you know, churches and and places and, and places of worship that have leaders that are manipulative and, yes, you know, individuals in place that like to persuade people to do certain things or take advantage of people or have focus uh you know simply on money or offerings or all of these things absolutely mm -hmm. and for those individuals that's where again you have to understand that is not what god intended for church to be mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and that's unfortunate because there are young people that kind of have these horrible experiences yes. and even adults mm -hmm. you know that have these experiences where it's like they're scarred and they don't want anything to do with it mm -hmm. you know just a few weeks ago i was having a conversation um, with someone, uh, I was at a family, you know, barbecue and, you know, a family, a friend was there and they were talking about their church experience, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just awkward because, <laughs> Uh, especially when you know the church they're mm -hmm. talking about, you know, mm -hmm. but they don't know that, you know, and they're just saying like, what's that church on this road? And mm -hmm. this, that I'm like, Oh, okay. Right. What are you, what are you about to say? So they go on to basically say their experience and how, you know, uh, how, how they felt and how they viewed everything that was being done, mm -hmm. um, how they asked for money several times throughout, how they handed him an envelope. Um, you know, he then, he, and it's funny because this is where, again, everyone has a different perception yeah. and different background and context of things. And it was just funny because this individual was saying that he took the envelope and gave his offering, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he felt like it was forced, like, you know, that whole situation. So he says that after the service, they had, you know, basically like a bake sale. They were mm -hmm. selling things and T-shirts and all these things. So he said he wanted uh, one of the things that they were selling. So he just grabbed it. And mm. that someone said, oh, that's like, you know, $8. And he said, I gave my offering already. The least you can do is give me this for free. And he walked out. Really? <laughs> so like his thing was he felt yeah. entitled, right? Yeah. Like I gave I gave you something. You should give me this for free. You that's know, problematic. Now that's problematic. Yeah. And it's the whole conversation of are you going to church to see what the church can give you mm -hmm. or what you can offer? Mm -hmm. You know, but again, those are conversations that that you need to have with people. Yeah. You know, and are there individuals that may go to a church and may leave com with a completely 
different mentality and perspective and be completely off absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know but hopefully hopefully you know you're able to have a conversation with them where they're yeah. able to speak to someone to kind of work through those things where yeah, it's yeah. like you know the church isn't supposed to just cater to you and your needs only mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they're other people the church is a body you know so i think again these conversations and these posts um it can be a little you know dangerous when it's just put out there with no Mm. context and it's just a statement um you know he goes on to kind of say remember you didn't give your life to the church the church didn't die and shed its blood for you the church didn't save you it's not your lord and savior the church didn't promise never to leave or forsake you the church won't get you into heaven Mm mm-hmm that right there, you know, and I, I, I'm sure this wasn't his intention, but mm-hmm. for me as an individual who may be struggling or as an individual who may feel that, you know, I'm not really feeling church right now, yeah. reading this gives yeah. me the green light yes. to stay home. I see that. I because see that. it's like, well, that's true. Church didn't die for me. I, I don't worship the church. The church didn't save me. It won't get me into heaven. The, ch- the church won't leave, you know, or didn't promise to not leave me or forsake me. That's all God. Yeah. That's Jesus. So you know what? I'm going to stay home. I'll watch the service from home or whatever, and I'll just work on my relationship at home, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I'm saying when, you know, when we put these posts up, you know, about these topics or whatever, it's almost like, you know, a conversation needs to be had. Yes, Absolutely. No, and I and I agree with that. I think that you know it is very easy. That's why you know that's why I prefixed uh, preface before saying that you have that the the issue with um, how things are received or interpreted through text. You know, you can and I agree with you. I can see someone who may be in a certain place in their life where they are feeling you know begrudged against the church or they're feeling you know low spiritually and they're just looking for any type of sign to be like oh i never have to go back to look at that and be like oh yeah that's true that's awesome yeah i just have to develop my relation with the lord uh, but that's why i go back to say that nine times out of ten i don't want to say ten times out of ten because i'm not always right but i believe that nine times out of ten people that take on that stance and take on that approach is because they're lacking in the spiritual side. They're lacking in their relationship with the Lord. And specifically when we speak about, you know, uh, what they're calling, this, what he calls the second generation church kids, um, which I believe it to be like, you know, for example, me and my wife, we're two uh, adults, parents that serve the Lord. We have kids. They're this, our kids are the second generation, you know, church kids or whatever, um, you know, and specifically, I believe that is very important for parents and church leaders to really observe and look at not only their children's ministry, but also their youth ministry to see what are they doing during a service? What are they doing during a Sunday school class? How are they engaging? How are they participating? When you speak to them outside of the four walls, you know, do they ever speak about anything spiritual, anything church related? You know, like when you ask them, like, oh, what did you do today or whatever? And you, you, they go through their whole schedule and not once did they mention anything, you know, oh, you know, I was reading this or, you know, I was listening to this song or, you know, nothing connected to the Lord. It's kind of like those are to me. Those are like, oh, okay, that's interesting. 
you know, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, you know, because the root of it, like I continue to say, is relationship with God. If you have a relationship with God, you will encounter hard situations, but you'll be able to maneuver those correctly. And as a parent, and even you as a church leader who deals directly with the with the children of our church, you know, I think that, you know, there are things that we pick up on and was like, okay, we got to, you know, correct this or we got to change a little bit of that. Or we start to have conversations, you know, with little things like personally, you know, with my kids, you know, it's very difficult to come to a regular. My kids love children's service. Love it. Why? Because it's catered to them. They have a little bit more flexibility and ability, you know, to jump up and down and really enjoy the service in a way that they feel like they can in a more structured service. Um, But we all me and my wife take the stance of even in the non-kid services, we still try to structure and have them engage and participate in one way or another. Whether it is that we give them an instrument, whether it is that they're holding our hand while we're worshiping, whether it is that we get them clapping, uh, some way form we try to engage them because we want them to be able to start to develop and to create a connection and understanding that when I go to church, you know, when we're having a worship moment at our house or whatever, you know, I can't be connected to any device any technical thing, or I can't be connected to a coloring book, or I can't be connected to a dinosaur toy. I can't be connected to these things because I have to give God my undivided attention. But when you don't structure those things at an early age, that kid becomes a youth who has not developed an individual relationship with the Lord, does not know how to engage with God by themselves or in a church setting who becomes an adult who is struggling spiritually because they haven't developed those abilities, who then experiences church hurt because unfortunately it is inevitable. You are going to find it one way or another. Somebody's going to say something to you that hurts or it came off the wrong way or whatever. And all of a sudden they're destroyed and on the floor rolling around crying because they didn't develop a strong enough foundation to withstand that storm. Does that make any sense? No, I agree completely. And that's the thing. Unfortunately, uh, not all parents are like that. Yeah. You know, because and I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, this is why this conversation is so uh, broad. Right. Yeah. And we can expand on it so much because, you know, then we go into like the family dynamic and the role the family plays yeah. where it's like, you know, uh, you can't just drop off your kids and expect the church to kind of like raise them mm-hmm. and do certain things for them. This is a partnership. You know, it's the same thing with school, you know, in Mm -hmm. education. You can't just drop off your kids at school and forget about them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a partnership between you, the teacher, administrator, all those things. And, um, you know, one of the things that you were saying um, about uh, the way, you know, you uh, your kids love the kids service, but on non kid services, it's like, you know, they don't maybe enjoy it as much. And it's a little Mm -hmm. more work for you to kind of keep them focused. Uh, You know, I remember years ago when I was a kid, you know, where our services, you know, for the kids were much different than they were today. Mm -hmm. And it was as if, you know, we were trying to have like an adult service uh, with With children, you know, and it (laughs) wasn't like making sense. And, you know, um, a lot of the kids that I grew up with in, in, you know, at that time don't even serve the Lord anymore, Mm -hmm. aren't in church. Um, You know, do I blame it on that? No. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that although growing up, you know, in, you know, children's ministry at that time. And, you know, there were things that I learned and Mm -hmm. things that, you know, I got exposed to that was great, that helped me and and edified me and encouraged me and all those things. Um, You know, like you said, I had parents who Mm -hmm. outside of the four walls, it was like, you know, that wasn't the only Jesus I got. Mm -hmm. You know, I did get it at home. I had conversations with them and all of these things where I think that, you know, it was able to kind of substitute and fill in those gaps. And Mm -hmm. as I grew older, you know, that only was strengthened, you know, until 
then from there it's like you know from kids ministry it's like you go into the youth ministry and then you know it kind of continues um but again in order for church to be effective you know it takes everybody it's a team you know and that's the whole point you know what i mean um are people flawed and our systems flawed absolutely you know but at the end of the day that is why we all need jesus and that is why we do what we do you know um I love when you were talking about uh, your kids and the kids services and all of that, because it's so true. They grow from being, you know, a child Mm -hmm. with certain habits and then they grow into being teenagers with certain habits and then they turn into adults with those same habits, you know, and just the other week, uh, you know, in our kids service, one of the kids, you know, it's just funny how you can, uh, pick up on things and character traits Mm -hmm. even in children Mm -hmm. that adults carry when they come to church you Mm -hmm. know and this one uh child is kind of like not feeling it (laughs) it hadn't started yet it was like music playing everyone else is kind of singing and jumping and moving and he's just there like he was not feeling it (laughs) he was not happy and i remember kind of you know approaching him saying like you know what's wrong and he really didn't want to say what Mm -hmm. was wrong um but i noticed that he was covering his shirt I look at his shirt and it was stained. Like mm-hmm. he had spilled a drink on it in the car, like mm. right before coming in. So his whole mood and everything was shifted and mm-hmm. off because he had, you know, spilled like a drink on his shirt and it was bothering him that it was there, yeah. you know? And it honestly took a conversation with him in that moment to say, listen, you know, it's totally fine. That happens that, mm-hmm. you know, explaining like I've spilled things, I've messed up clothes and all this stuff. And I gave the whole story when back in the day we had a white, uniform and i spilled juice on it i think i said it one time here you know like it's like it happens it's okay Mm -hmm. but then you notice the difference Mm -hmm. after that he got up he was fine it took a conversation Mm -hmm. you know and the same thing you know that that's in a child the same thing happens now move as a teen Mm -hmm. in the church Mm -hmm. you know something happens you feel ashamed you feel regret you don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. you're you're just sitting there everyone else seems to be having a good time you're not Mm -hmm. you know so it's like your church experience unfortunately may be that you went and left and no one even approached you and asked you what was wrong Mm -hmm. you know and you carry that with you someone else may have the experience that you know what i went to that church and that youth group and that night you know i was like this feeling this that the other thing and you know someone noticed they came to me asked me what was wrong just a simple fact that they asked me you know said a lot and and it really helped me kind of like focus on what you know again it takes people then to change this experience Mm -hmm. you know so all the negative experiences and connotations and you know uh that are tied to the church you know people kind of will take the attitude of that's why i don't go I'm still yeah. a Christian and, and have that relationship, but I don't go. But it's like, you may be the person that's able then to bring that change mm-hmm. in someone else's life. Then if they, you know, no one approached you, maybe it's, this is your time to approach someone else. Yeah. You know, is that fair no. all the time? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> we talk about this all the time yeah. that we often find ourselves in those positions, yes. but it's like at the end of the day, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But again, our relationship with God is in such a way where it's like, you know, you recognize it's not, that's not what it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know? And I always say that, you know, when it comes down to, uh, God, you know, moving and God doing things, you know, he will look out for you, Mm. you know, in that verse, he's a reward of those who diligently seek him, you know, and diligently do it. And you know, when it's easy, when it's hard, when it's difficult, uh, but you keep at it, you know, but it's a lot to unpack. And honestly, if you go in the comments of that post, everyone (laughs) is chiming in on their opinion. It's funny because it's like, they're obviously teenagers, you know, on here that are like, this is what I try to tell my parents, uh, but they're old school. They don't understand 
stand. You know, uh, they try to keep me confined to the church walls, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but again, it's not diminishing that young person's experience. You know, they may need to be at a church with a more vibrant youth ministry yeah. or a more vibrant children's ministry. You know That's what I mean? True. So th- this is where this topic and this conversation is so much because mm-hmm. you know what you may actually be at the wrong church yes and that's why your experience is and like that and i think that as parents leaders too but specifically parents you need to be able to have those conversations you know we ha- we know we we know of youth who have left their churches and came to our churches because the youth group is a little, you know, isn't where their need is or whatever. And, you know, I know of people that have left their churches because of the same thing where, you know, they may have an amazing kids ministry, but their youth ministry is lacking or whatever. And whatever the situation is. And sometimes it's okay to part ways. Obviously, you know, after seeking direction from the Lord, because you want to make sure that God didn't put you there to be the change. But if that's not the calling that God has for you at that moment, you know, it is okay to part ways and to go somewhere else the right way to do it. You know, I remember um, myself having to do that as well, especially once I got married. You know, that was a big decision uh, decision that my wife and I were, you know, debating on whether or not, are you coming to my church or I'm going to your church, whatever. You know, that whole discussion that I think that, that Christians are the only ones that experience that, especially where the couples are from different churches. Like if you were raised in the same church, you're lucky. Uh, when you're not, that that is a conversation yeah. that does happen. Um, and, you know, you have to weigh those options out and be like, you know what? I think I've served my purpose here. I think that other place may have more, you know, for me to grow and to become, you know, a stronger faith or maybe to use my service or whatever however I can help in a better way and you decide to do that but I think that young people you know may not feel safe enough or okay enough to express that to their parents because their parents are so enthralled with I've been in this church for 53 years you know this is the church that your grandmother founded in 1973 you know and it's kind of like that whole spiel which is okay that's great that that happened but for my spiritual growth I think I need to go somewhere else and as a family you have to figure out that dynamic pray about it look into what would be the best decision so that because the reality of the situation is is that their spiritual life is important and it's more important than your reputation at a church that your grandmother funded founded in 1973 or funded or funded also (laughs) and it's funny because you know uh i think that's the hardest thing when it's a young person who you know is in ministry and their parents like you said it's like great grandmother to grandmother to mm-hmm. their parents and you know they're like looked at as you know the next one that's mm-hmm. gonna take over the next one to do something and you know they may just feel like but this is not me or my style this is mm-hmm. not what i want to do i don't even feel like i'm called to be a past you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like it, it's all of those things so where that young individual may just kind of feel like you know this isn't for me yes. but it's like so sad because that's not what church is yes you know but that's that individual's experience yeah and i've also seen it successfully done where an individual um is able to like take a sabbatical and away from their church like you know okay i'm gonna i'm gonna spend six six to eight months or a year at this other church you know growing spiritually doing whatever and stuff like that or whatever and they feel from god to be like all right now you can you know go back and like help them and teach them with what you you know what you were taught and all this stuff or whatever um, as well. So sometimes you know th- that also plays a role in it yeah. as well, where you need to go out, you know, to have the experience for the God to mold you and to to grow in you and all this other stuff, different things that you're not going to be able to experience in that specific location right. with the intention to come back. Right, and that's what I want to like focus on the disclaimer that yeah. you know 
just because you want to experience something or do something doesn't yes. necessarily mean like, all right, so I'm going to go peace here yeah. go over there for three months and four months then i'm gonna go you know okay, what i mean yeah, but then like, you can't be a church hopper right but at yeah. the end of the day again it goes back to your relationship with god you know what i mean if you're truly connected to god and truly have that prayer life and you're communicating with him and listening to him you know god doesn't have you start something and not finish it go somewhere else start something and not finish it go back to this other place continue it still not finish it leave you know what i mean yeah. move states now we're moving starting stuff we left things half done everywhere else, you know yeah no like, that's a mess that's a mess mm. but again if that relationship with god is strong if mm -hmm. that relationship with god is there then the motivation is right mm -hmm. you know and this is why again you know it really does come down to the fact that you know there are imperfect people yes that serve the lord that yeah, love absolutely. jesus that are yeah. in our churches you know and i do agree with his statement he closed out kind of you know the post and the caption saying please remind your kids and yourself that the church isn't god and it's very true. The mm -hmm. church is not God. You know, if church hurt you, if you had bad experiences at church, if you're frustrated at church, you shouldn't be frustrated at God. Yeah. You know, is that very hard balance? Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, and um, it's something that, again, you need to kind of remind yourself, you know, I may be frustrated at a church system mm -hmm. or individuals in a church, mm -hmm. you know, but my relationship with God shouldn't be frustrated. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be going through that stress. It shouldn't yeah. be going. If anything, I should be going to that source to kind of be filled and guided as to what I should do or where I can help, mm -hmm. you know, where I can, you know, uh, lend a hand. And, you know, that's the whole other conversation. If you don't like something that much yeah. and if you're not, you know, a fan of uh, of the way something is being done then try to get involved absolutely when you have the right intentions <laughs> you know yes uh, um, yeah. and it, i think it's very it's very layered and this is a conversation yeah. that can go on and on uh because then you also have to take into consideration um and it just left me i had a thought they had to take into consideration um you're speaking about It left. There's so many things you have to take into consideration. Yeah, but there was this one thing that I wanted to. Oh, it came there back to me. Thank you, Jesus. Where timing, God's timing. Yes. Is sometimes not where you want it to be. Right. So your church, your youth group, whatever, could be in the direction to transition uh, to better suit not only your need, but maybe the majority of everybody else as well. But that transitional period sometimes is a little tricky. And sometimes we want it. Oh, you know, we're going to put these changes in today. Starting tomorrow, it's going to be so different. No, there is a process that takes um, and that goes on with that as well. That, you know, sometimes that's why it's very important to be praying about it and yeah. to be like, Lord, you know, I feel this way. Help me understand. Do you need me to jump in? Help me to understand if I just need to be more patient. Help me to understand if I just need to go somewhere world like you know that's why the conversation and we continue to say it, the relationship with god is so important because you don't want to take a misstep you don't want to make a decision out of emotions and you find yourself in a worse situation yeah. than you were in originally being like the prodigal son being like man i wish i can just go back and be you know with them again and all this other stuff you know so it's it's a tricky situation yeah but i yeah go ahead no and i think you know going off of what you said you know when things get hard and difficult and when your church is kind of going through like you said that transitional period or mm -hmm. trying to work on things and it's taking time you know it's so easy to jump ship yes and go somewhere else mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it's like again do you stick it through Mm -hmm. You know, do you stick it through and, and continue to kind of help and serve and do those things? And, you know, because you know that God hasn't maybe 
you know, told you to leave or go somewhere else yeah. or has told you like, uh, your time here is up. You know, what mm-hmm. if God actually wants you to endure mm-hmm. for some time? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard, uh, I believe it was Mike Todd that put up a post where again, you know, all of these posts are great and amazing, but <laughs> sometimes they need context. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but that's like anything we say. Uh, he, he put up a post that said church should not be endured. It should be enjoyed. Okay. And that, <laughs> your face you know that made me uh definitely uh reflect yes because there are a lot of things that we can endure mm-hmm. first <laughs> no <it's laughs> why just, am i laughing i'm sorry just, you know there are a lot of things that we can endure mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and not necessarily uh you know enjoy it not necessarily mm-hmm. uh want to be there or want to do mm-hmm. that thing you know but we endure it mm-hmm. right then there are things that we enjoy yeah. that we love to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, but at the same time, you may be called to do something that you absolutely enjoy and love, mm-hmm. but there may be difficult parts that There'll you don't moment. really like. Yeah, yeah. Or so moments, I was say that. you know, that you, you have can have a enjoy. job. I love yeah. teaching. Mm-hmm. I don't love grading, you know, ten-page research papers, mm-hmm. but I love teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's a part of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so in that season where I'm doing those grading, that grading, I have to endure, Yes, you know, but I still enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. So again, like everything, there's a balance, yeah, absolutely. right? Um, but when it comes to this, you really have to have that relationship with God to know if that's where God wants you. Mm-hmm. If, you know, that's where God uh, wants you to endure for some time, or if there's somewhere else that you need to go yeah. you know or something else that you need to examine even in your own life yeah, absolutely. you know that god wants to build up in you and all of these things but again like we said this is a conversation yeah that uh you know can go on and on because there's so much to really talk about yeah and i think like many of the conversations that we have you know one of the things that we always say to our listeners is continue the conversation Go back to your, you know, your parents, go back to your church leaders, go back to whoever. And, you know, if you find that these are things that are subjects that are important to dissect and to jump into because you feel like you as an individual or as a church can benefit from examining those areas, definitely go ahead and do it. You know, so I think, you know, to like kind of sum it up, you know, yes, church, the church isn't God. Uh, you know, yes, that's true. But God does abide in the church and is important to be yes. part of the church and is important to be of service to the church and those that abide within the church as well. Um, and I think that also if you're feeling where you're feeling trapped or you're feeling like you're not growing or you're feeling stagnant or whatever your situation may be frustrated, um, you know, speak to your leaders about it. And if you're a young person, speak to your parents about it. You know, be like, listen, mom and dad, I've been feeling a certain type of way for the last, I don't know how many days or weeks or months. You know, this is how I feel. What what, what can we do about it? And you never know. Maybe they'll give you an advice or a word from God or a direction or a life experience that will make things a lot more clear for you and things will like click into place. Be like, oh, snap, I didn't think about it that way. And you'll be able to move uh, forward with it as well. Yeah. And, you know, just to say this is a conversation, again, that we we have been having, Mm -hmm. you know, for a while. And if you go back, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify to our podcast, there are two episodes that uh, I love Mm -hmm. and um, that we recorded, you know, a while ago. But we uploaded it on February 12th and February 20th of 2020. So it's season one. If you scroll down all the way, you know, to the bottom, you'll see season one. And there are two episodes. I'm leaving the church part one. I'm leaving the church part two, where 
we kind of dissected an article that mm-hmm. was written about, you know, millennials leaving the church and all those things. But it's something that, again, like Eddie was saying, we have to continue this conversation and having this conversation, you know, in 2021 mm-hmm. after a pandemic is completely different yes. than at the time we had that initial conversation mm-hmm. and recorded it on the podcast. So go check out in season one, um, I'm leaving the church part one and two, and definitely, uh, you know, listen to that conversation and, you know, continue, uh, continue the conversation and continue to pray and build that relationship with the Lord. Uh, so definitely we want to thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode. Um, you know, shout out to all of our new listeners, all of our new subscribers. If you are not subscribed, take this moment right now to hit that subscribe button. And if you are listening and have been listening for quite some time and still have not given us a review or given mm-hmm. us a rating, take one minute right after this episode and just give us that rating and review. We definitely appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. Stay notified whenever we drop a new episode so you can be first to check it out. Yes, thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode. Make sure you come back next week. We'll be having a special guest once again accompanying us uh, to have great conversation. You know, we definitely appreciate everyone uh, that has been joining us for these conversations and definitely look forward to all the new people that we have lined up for you guys. So once again, thank you for listening to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.